looking for the God story and news of the day. My Michelle Live News and Views. Here's Michelle. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today. As we take on news and views, there's so much going on, but we are focusing today on, well, something that's been part of our lives since, I don't know, most of us were kids, and that's Disney. Disney has been there. You remember the the Sunday evening sitting around watching the cool Disney shows, the family values. Values with Disney have... Mm, shifted a little bit. Disney's announced plans to oppose a Texas order criminalizing sex change surgeries on children. They're going to form a listening tour in response to LGBT concerns. There has been a report that Disney is all out, well, at least a lot of their employees against Governor DeSantis. The bill that they have deemed don't say gay, even though it doesn't say that in the bill. And so the, a lot of Disney employees are saying, hey, these are Disney's values now. And we're going to talk about it. We have some folks who have been broadcasting an alternative idea to what you're hearing in the mainstream media. And that's important. We need to have those differing views. Why? Because the Bible says as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're not very sharp if we don't know what we believe. Why would we believe it? And what and being able to work through things to find the best answers. So I am inviting to join me today, Drew Allen. Drew is a writer. He is a contributor to other shows, almost as cool as this one. He is also a man, I think I have, he's also a man that's not afraid to wear hats. What could be cooler, Drew? Thanks for hanging out with me today. Oh, it's so fun to be with you. This is the, this is, we we're just saying, you know, this is the greatest format. It's so nice and, and refreshing to be able to, you know, have a little uh, a town hall here with somebody who's like-minded, especially living in California where I live and where you do too, probably. Yeah, Texas boy. What the heck? Are, you're, you did like the opposite. Everyone's fleeing Texas. They're becoming refugees in Tennessee <laughs> and Texas and Florida. What's up with you? I know. It's so funny. Every time I go on certain shows with friends of mine at this point, because I go on so regularly out in Florida, they're always promising to to free me, you know, from, from California. Um, okay, here's a little secret. I'm broadcasting from the Republic of Seattle, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, communist state of California right here. It's yeah, good, yeah, good we can commiserate. It, 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 I am not a stranger to left-leaning ideas of which have taken over places like Seattle or uh, places like L.A. Uh, and other areas of the country. I'm not a stranger to that. I grew up in a very left-leaning household. I know that there is, in many cases, a heart of caring for people, of justice, of liberty that's there. But it's not unlike conservative values who share those values. It's just how we come about them. And the biggest problem is we're no longer able to talk it out. As I said in my opening, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. You know, we can, sparks can fly. We can disagree. But somewhere in there, we can come up with a way that we can work things out and, and, and live together and find a way through. But with the shutting down, the deplatforming, the canceling, that's harder and harder to do. Yeah, it is. It's, it is really unfortunate. I mean, there are very few Democrats left in my life that are willing to have a conversation with me. 
Um, and what I find with those that you're talking about that are that are very good people, um, and 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 they're starting to open their eyes. But the issue that I am discovering is that they're not willing, and they don't understand yet that the Democratic Party and their policies, uh, their intentions aren't good. You know, they don't understand. They haven't read perhaps Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. They don't get that these people aren't good and they don't have good intentions. They believe that they're just they're doing their best for the country and they really have good hearts and they're just maybe this didn't work, but give them a chance next. And we can't do that. I mean, where I live in California, you don't have a Republican fingerprint on any single piece of legislation in this state over the past decade or more. And so this is a unique uh, this is a problem that is that they're uniquely responsible for. So if you're unhappy in California, try something new, but it's a political, you know, it's religion to them. It is. And that's a good way of saying it. It's religion. And it has become a jihadist mindset in promoting this religion. It's, it's unhealthy. So any religion has a worldview. And Alan, when we look at our worldview, if it doesn't line up and if there's holes in it, if it's inconsistent, if it brings out inconsistent or uh, not good results, then you need to check your worldview at the door and maybe pick up another one. Um, and that's what we're seeing throughout the country. Now, while there has been a left-leaning ideology that has said that we stand for women and women's rights and uh, the furtherance of women's and women's right to choose, now we're being faced with an LGBTQ XYZ agenda that is pushing out women in areas like sports um, and in particular, which is already hard won for women. It's already a hard issue because we've had to work long and hard to kind of get there. Yeah. And I think there's an important distinction just to be made off the bat before we get into it. You know, there are people that associate, they are lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender who do not associate with this LGBTQ plus movement, okay? Of course. It's, it's, and it's, it's like not unlike could... the Black Lives Matter movement. There are exactly. people who say, look, I, I want to make a difference in my community. There has been some issues between the police and, and black people that I'm concerned about. That doesn't mean that they want fathers out, that they're socialists, but it, these... Uh, uh, these people groups are made to be victims. And then you have the savior of liberalism coming in with things like the LGBTQ movement. Yeah. And of course what they're doing is counterproductive to the aims. They, they claim that they're trying to achieve, which is, you know, acceptance and so on and so forth. Um, but it's all of course, based on a lie, like everything. I mean, they've mislabeled the bill, the don't say gay bill. That's not at all what it says. Uh, and, and what I say about Disney is right now you have a hostage situation. Um, this, this radical fringe minority group of political activists who I affectionately refer to as the Alphabet Mafia, they're holding not only Disney hostage, but the employees hostage. And um, Bob Chappick, the CEO, and the rest of that company who is going along with their demands, they're culpable in all of this as well. They are prioritizing a tiny uh, radical minority of their workforce over the needs and, and, and feelings, because they like to use that word, of tens of thousands of employees. What's funny about this, those who actually uh, uh, took part in this staged walkout, the media reported it as over 100 people, which means 
It's very small. Let's call it 101 people. <laughs> so 101 people out of 140,000 Disney employees participated. And yet those people are allowed to dictate to everyone else uh, what the company can do, what the company can promote, and what the company must stand for. They're not victims. They're bullies. Put it in perspective. Uh, some reports were like 60, but we'll just go with the over 100. Generous. Right? This is pretty small, but yet in cities all over America, there have been hundreds of people that have come out, for example, opposing mandates and doing demonstrations and marching down the street. That gets no airplay. The uh, the truckers that have tried to make a difference and, and get the word out against mandates, you don't hear anything about that. So, again, it is another case of we can't even talk about things to make things better it has it's it's a hostage situation that's a great way to put it and what do they actually want right i mean let's let's start with the bill itself the bill prohibits yeah. teachers from uh providing any sexual instruction to kindergartners through third graders that means and i'm sorry for being crude you can't give a five-year-old a condom and a banana and teach them what it is to be straight. Uh, you cannot play Brokeback Mountain and uh, uh, what, what's the Danish girl to try and recruit them into your radical cult. And you also can't play Snow White to teach young boys about the, the restorative benefits of a soft male kiss. All of that is not allowed and permitted in this. And, and so they, they were upset because Bob Chappick didn't come out soon enough and condemn the bill. And then he came out and condemned the bill, and they were still not satisfied because it was too little too late, and he donated $5 million to their causes. He's done all these things. And now he is putting himself through some rehabilitation clinic as he goes around the country holding meetings about LGBTQ plus alphabet feelings when it's that radical fringe minority that needs to be rehabbed. Yeah, and, and this hijack of American values is not okay. The only reason a child that is maybe five, six, or seven is talking to a teacher about anything sexual is likely because something not good is going on in their world. They don't need to be exposed to that. What the living hell is wrong with people? Why are we even having this conversation? And what the heck is Disney doing involved in it? And and let me just answer my own question. We know in Hollywood, there's a quota. If you do not have enough LGBTQ quota, you know, if you're not meeting a certain standard of how much you are inputting into your programming, you won't get green lighted. This is a fact. Yeah. And I was going to say, I just only because I was, I was writing an article about this. I started writing an article about this last night. But uh, there's a statistic here that I found that was really fascinating, and that is that uh, so 12% of, of series regular characters in primetime programming are LGBTQ+, yet they represent less than 6% of Americans. So they're actually overrepresented uh, in TV, in film. And these people, of course, don't want equal rights. They're the most protected class mm -hmm. in America. I mean, try wearing a Trump hat in downtown uh, Los Angeles or San Francisco. Uh, then you'll find out what it is to be a victim. Uh, what they want are special rights, and they do already have special rights. And what's outrageous about this, in this list of demands, of course, that these Disney employees, uh, the, the mafia, if you will, Alphabet Mafia submitted, 
was they want Disney to create an entire new content section uh, that will exclusively give opportunities to the mafia. That's not inclusivity. That's exclusivity. There's no place for that. Drew, do you think that because they're running amok and they've got these special rights and they've they've literally uh, got politicians and the media eating out of the palm of their hand, do you think that they've pushed the envelope so far that the silent majority of Americans, whether Democrat, Republican, independent, or they don't really care, are finally going to say, you know what, I've had enough? Yeah, I think so, because one thing we learned out of those Virginia elections, for example, mm. is do not mess with parents' children. <laughs> and that's what that entire election oh, was about. Yes. That state went from dark blue to bright red overnight. Yeah. And it was because of critical race theory. It's because the teachers were claiming that the parents didn't have a right to be involved in their children's education. And this is the same thing. Now you want to go and indoctrinate my kindergartner? You want to put your morals on that individual? And think about the hypocrisy and how perverted this is. We know that this community would oppose, for example, a conversion therapy, right? And yet they want to make reverse conversion therapy official curriculum in our elementary schools and before that. That is what's so outrageous about this. I won't tolerate it. And we have to stand up to it. Right, exactly. Or you know, I'm I'm a girl of faith. Can you imagine me saying, "Okay, we're just going to teach what the Bible says today as just a just an idea, even as a theory, an alternative idea." You may consider that there could be gender fluidity, but let's also consider what maybe a traditional religious uh, point of view has to say. What does the Bible say? Oh no, it would not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even get past. I wouldn't get out of my car that's the what we're looking at that kind of you brought it up there drew it's a religion to them but a religion to the exclusion of all others it doesn't work well in the american system because in the american system yes we are a country that uh, it has been well said without a religious without a moral and religious people it's just it's not effective to the governance of any other we have that faith based tradition whether you adhere to it or not or you believe it or not uh, that's the worldview that we've built our society on so when we say "Uh, uh-uh, we don't like that we're going to just throw that out the window we want a brand new worldview a worldview by the way that doesn't include the idea that okay we can tolerate other ideas how is it that they're the ones preaching tolerance and yet they're so intolerant when we see a, a more traditional worldview welcomes other ideas a more traditional worldview doesn't throw people who are gay or lesbian off of rooftops you know, where did we get to how did we get to this well i think it comes back to the silent majority um you know they've kind of molded americans brains for decades to accept this idea that we have to be tolerant of everything um but to give you a perfect example, you know, I, I've had uh, friends or family members, you know, that have been alcoholics. They've gone through rehab and thank God uh, they, they are recovered. And in that instance, you know that there's something wrong with being an alcoholic. It is not healthy. It is damaging to you and the family around you. Now, I can be compassionate, of course, and love that individual, but do not demand that I condone alcoholism. 
Okay. You can condemn a behavior, condemn an idea, condemn an attitude, condemn an, uh, uh, some behavior without it being translated into hatred for somebody. And when it comes to the transgender issue, you know, they want to create, look, I, I said this earlier actually on a radio show and, uh, I, I, I upset the, the host because I suggested, and I'll back it up, but transgenderism is a mental illness. It should be treated compassionately in the same way. It is not possible for a biological male to become transition into a biological female any more than I can transition to become my French bulldog, okay? It is literally the same thing. Yeah. And we know that the, the suicide rates amongst the transgender community, specifically I'm talking about now, are egregious. They're alarming. They're shocking. And what are you setting someone up for? Something that is not achievable, something that is not possible. I mean, I was talking to somebody earlier. He's, you know, in his 50s. I said, look, if you, and he's a radio guy. He's been in the industry forever. I said, hey, if you, uh, if you came to me and said, you know what, I'm thinking of, of trying to become an NFL uh, uh, player right now. I'm going to give up my radio career. I'm going to just, I'm just going to put all on the line. I'm going to go to the gym every day because I'm determined to become an NFL athlete. What kind of person would I be to encourage him to go down that path? I mean, you have to speak common sense. And that's the thing. When we talk about the transgender issue, it's actually compassionate because we want to help people. We're looking at what is happening to them after they transition and the mm -hmm. soaring death rates and suicide rates and the mental issues. And we're saying, hey, pause, put your foot on the brake. We need to have a conversation about this, just like we would people who experience anxiety or depression or anything like that. And so, unfortunately, the, the, the media and our society has made it almost forbidden to have the conversation we're having right now without being labeled a bigot or something else. Our kindness is killing people. Our yes. kindness is literally killing people. Let's say for the sake of argument that perhaps there are people with a gender dysphoria who, you know, biologically, maybe there's something there and they really do identify as the opposite sex. All right. We'll say that for the sake of argument. Uh, whatever happened to saying you're beautiful the way you are, you may feel you may be a guy, you may have a, a great looking beard there, you may look pretty cool in a hat, Drew. But uh, let's say Drew just feels a little bit more effeminate. And boy, you like wearing those dresses. I get it. But what's wrong with saying you are beautiful, the way you are, you're fearfully, wonderfully made, you are, you have the ability to embrace this body that you've given so we have been putting stereotypes for example on on women in particular but men as well for decades upon decades and saying you know these stereotypes are ridiculous women come in all shapes and sizes and then through this transgender movement we're saying the exact opposite again sweetheart check your worldview it's not working yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, look, you could bring up eating disorders, any variety of things that are uh, along the same vein. I mean, somebody who's uh, uh, anorexic, bulimic, I mean, they have body dysmorphia and, and you encourage them, you know, they want to look a certain way, right? You want to be skinnier. Hey, go ahead. You know, yeah. Continue to, to, to behave this way. Continue to starve your body. If that's how you want to look, that's not what you say to somebody. You say, look, God, well, in, in our case, because I think we're both Christian and religious or spiritual at least, you know, look, God made you this way. He made you this way with intention. Uh, uh, he, you know, you should, 
You should be celebrated for the person you are, for the unique person you are. You do, need not, yeah. do not need to look like this. And of course, anorexia, we say that's a problem. You should seek help. But when somebody wants to mutilate their own genitalia, we say go for it. Yeah, it's so uncool. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just nuts. And then to do it to a child, we've already oversexed our, our children in ridiculous ways, exposing them to things that they just don't need to be exposed to. And I'm going to say, you've said it really well, Drew Allen. You said you mess with our kids and you're going to get the mama bears. You're going to get the papa bears. And I think that's what we're looking at. So as you're watching today, um, don't feel like you're alone. That's why I wanted to have Drew on. That's why we're doing this broadcast to let you know there are a lot of voices out there. There are a lot of people like you who are saying, wait, we're going too far. While you don't want to be uncompassionate to people who are experiencing um, a dissatisfaction with themselves, great. Let's look, as you said, at, at calming that in their head before we start snipping things off. And, and secondly, know that there are people out there who are saying, yeah, hands off my kids. I do think, Drew, that the movement is going so far that I don't care how powerful Disney is and the media and big tech and even politics. When that's put up against the power of the people, the everyday people, the moms and the dads, there's hope for America. I want to give you the final word. Absolutely. I would, I would suggest to people, remember this. We are still, in fact, the majority. Uh, the media and the Democratic Party and the liberal leftist activists out there, they want you to believe, using the media, uh, using their spokespeople, they want to convince you that you're a small radical fringe minority. Uh, they do that because they want to dissuade you from standing up because they are the fringe minority and they are powerless. Their power comes from our inaction. Their power mm -hmm. comes from our acceptance of this non-reality that they represent the majority and we are this powerless minority. That's not true. We saw this with Canadian truckers, the way they tried to make that movement seem small. It was gigantic. Remember this every time you hear this. They are nothing. We have all the power, and we just have to get active. And together, we really can save this country. Look, it's hard. It's going to get worse. But we will get through this because we're Americans. We, we're we, like, we want to survive. We've been through hard times. And sometimes, you know, we just have to get pushed. Uh, just We don't know when it happens, but it's happening mm -hmm. now, I hope, and people are waking up. That's right. When the heat turns up, uh, we start to get a little uncomfortable and lulled out of our uh, maybe sleeping state of just going along with the flow. But sooner or later, you have to realize... Uh, craziness is the norm in world history we've seen this kind of thing before and there's always been a remnant of people who stood up and in our case a majority we're there so let's do it and we'll do it together you can tune into great shows like drew's there are many other people who are standing up and being part of a solution like them share them tell people about it uh, that get rid of the mainstream media it, We've talked about it at nauseum. There's no, they're not even reporting news anymore. Uh, just find ways that you can confirm what you're talking about and continue to speak the truth. Drew, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I so appreciate you. Oh, thanks for having me on. This was so much fun. 
Hey, wow, what a world we live in, right? I cover sports. If you watch our sports stories and our sports show, you know, man, I'm all about sports. I was the quarterback in my neighborhood. I loved sports. But then uh, puberty hit, and suddenly the guys were more interested in tackling me (laughs) than they were in playing football with me. I couldn't keep up anymore. What the heck? No one told me that maybe I could just uh, re-identify as a male and Suddenly, I'd probably have more strength and more. No, we we're in a a world where things are a bit topsy turvy. And I wonder in some cases, maybe we want to do it for the right reasons, but we're going about it all wrong. Got to check your worldview. It's not working, folks. And I found a woman who is taking it on all the time. You may have seen her YouTube channel. Girl writes what? Karen Straw is with us. Been a bit of a critic of some of these recent stories for good reason. You've been outspoken about it, and I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on my Michelle Live, Karen. Oh, no worries. Uh, I'm I'm happy to be here, and you know, as um, as uh, you know, I've I've been an outspoken critic of a lot of things. Um, but yeah, these, these most recent developments, I just have no time for them. And it's not just the women's sports thing. It's, it's, uh, you know, the whole idea of, you know, teaching about transgenderism and, uh, and all of that in school, early in elementary school. Yeah, let's teach toddlers who have nothing. I mean, really, they don't are at any time a toddler is thinking about sexual issues there's something bad happening in their life that's not where their heads are at like we haven't oversexed our kids enough let's just put it over the top well you know i i was born a tomboy right hey high five girl me too there you go i got the digit ratio to prove it um you know that's a biological thing broad shoulders right shoulders of a linebacker but um but at the same time, you know, like I'm thinking to myself, if I was if I was a four year old and, you know, there were some days where I'm just like, I'm going to be a dog for the day. Right. And, uh, you know, like I all my friends were boys or almost all of them. And I did all the boy things and and all of that. And if some adult in a position of trust had come up to me when I was four years old before I had been tethered to my identity as a girl, um you know, psychologically and said, well, yeah, have you ever thought that maybe you're not a girl? Maybe you're actually a boy. Did you know you could become a boy? I might have said yes. Right. And then I wouldn't have these three beautiful kids that I have. And I wouldn't have the the husband that I love. Um, I would have maybe gone down the primrose path and taken the puberty blockers and ended up sterile for life um, and done the surgery and all of that stuff. And, uh, and I'm just, I'm just wondering, like, what are we doing? Because even if you can accept that transsexuality exists and there's a basis in biology for it, and there, you know, there, there's some research to that effect from way back when uh, it was mm-hmm. not fashionable, way back when it was a tiny, tiny percentage of, of 1% of the population. Um, what you're looking at is now it's it's become a social contagion 
and uh, and we're putting ideas in kids' heads before they're ready for them. So it doesn't even necessarily have to do with um, sex in terms of like the act of sex, uh, it or sex education. It has to do with uh, your orientation and your sense of identity within your own body. There's nothing wrong with with a girl wondering, you know, I wonder what what it would be like to be a boy, or a boy wondering, you know, what it would be like to be a girl. Um, but that doesn't mean that you know we should say, well, hey, why don't you take all these pills and try it, right? And hey, make I... a, a life decision that can't be reversed. Well, indeed, um, what we're doing. <clears throat> seems counter to the I'm coming out of the closet. I've got to be me uh, movement because in that I've got to be me, you're saying, okay, you be you, but you're going to need some uh, adjustments, a little nip and tuck here. In order to be you, we have to change you. That is counterintuitive. It's it's counter to the whole idea. What is wrong with with Karen and Michelle? We like we like sports. We're a little bit more of tomboys. That's awesome. That's perfectly fine. I can be that kind of girl. I don't have a problem with that. It, it, what we're doing is telling kids you're not good enough the way you are. So that leads leads to problems down the road through the rest of their lives. Yeah, well, and then there's this, it's like an internecine war within feminism because you have these radical second waivers um, who they actually got the ball rolling when they basically said, well, they're really is no difference between men and women, right? If if women and men weren't socialized as children differently, then women would be in just as many positions of power and women would be just as likely to become engineers and women would be doing all of these things. And the only difference between men and women is the biological differences um, that, you know, geared towards reproduction. Well, you know, the biological differences geared towards reproduction include brain differences they include differences in personality they include differences in all kinds of things um that might make a, a woman more likely to gravitate gravitate toward nursing rather than engineering right to to gravitate toward teaching rather than uh, construction jobs. Or how about gravitating towards, um, I want to raise my kids. I may even want to homeschool my kids. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah, no, it was the biological effect of having my first child. I mean, it kind of tones itself down, or I guess maybe you get acclimatized to it after your second and your third, right? The the way, you know, you don't sterilize the soother after it falls on the floor (laughs) anymore. You just oh run it under God. some water, maybe brush Seriously, it off on your Karen, pant leg. You're so right. I did the same <laughs> thing. My first one, the whole house was sterilized. But my kid always had like ear aches and runny noses. And then that family comes over. Their kid <laughs> is sitting on the floor chewing on their freaking father's shoe. And um, and that kid was never sick. And suddenly I realized, <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe it I'm, I'm taking you, this. right? That- that, ah, you know, actually, they actually do need to eat a bunch of dirt in order to be healthy, right? Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, but with, with that urge to, like, never let them out of your sight when they're, like, teeny tiny babies, uh, you know, and 
I even felt it after I had my I had my third child. I had weaned him. I'd gone back to work as a waitress, and there was this little three-month-old baby who was just inconsolably crying in the restaurant. And it had been three months since I'd actually breastfed. And I had to run to the bathroom to stuff toilet paper in my bra. Right. Like that's the power because it triggers for for those of you who don't know what that is. It's a letdown (laughs) thing that happens to moms. And you're like, oh, gosh, suddenly you need you need to nurse. And and that doesn't go always go away. Like sometimes out of nowhere, years later, your kids are grown and still you're like, I've got it. (laughs) What? What the heck? Biology. Oh no, I'm going to have on my, I'm gonna, my shirt's going to be wet. And this, I didn't think that going to work was going to be a wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> right. That look, this is what we're saying is that there is biology and it should be celebrated. It, we should teach kids oh, yeah. how to celebrate the bodies that they're in. Uh, there's all kinds of dysphoria, the dysphoria where people feel like I feel like an amputee. I need to go to the doctor and have my limbs removed and, And people are actually, there's doctors who will perform that. The whole do no harm thing, let's throw that out the window in the Hippocratic Oath. Harm reduction. It's about a balancing of harms. And and I'm just like, you know, here's what I don't understand when you're talking about kids. You know, uh, if you have a child who maybe has a hormonal imbalance, that's causing gender confusion. Why would the first thing you try be puberty blockers that aren't actually puberty blockers? They're actually uh, hormone blockers that were developed to stop or slow down hormone-driven cancers in adults, right? So they were never, they've never been clinically, there's no been no clinical trials on children. It's all just off-label use, right? And but why would you yeah, first wait, wait a minute? And and this is true. Puberty blockers yeah. and cross sex hormone therapy. Why wouldn't you decide yeah. to give sex affirming hormone therapy? Right. Give little Johnny uh, a teeny tiny testosterone patch. Right. Give give your daughter a little bit of estrogen. Right. If they're gender confused, see if that works first, because that's what their bodies have least- been designed invasive and we it shows again the hypocrisy we've gone through a pandemic where uh people have said uh, and doctors have said hey i've had great success with ivermectin oh well that's a that's a horse pill okay and the city started on that I know. So guys, guys, friends, look, as you're watching, think this through. Um, There may be any number of reasons why a person feel is a little more effeminate or a man just says, Hey, I, I love dressing up as a woman. I, you know, those, that, that can be out there, but to take it to the point where you have to cut things off and change what you are to be who you are, you might have to reevaluate what you're thinking. Just well, saying. And, and just, just realize that, you know, if you have to actually have all these body modifications and, and, you know, you have to have your jawline shaved down and, and you need to waist train, right. Wear a corset to, to, you know, and all, isn't that real? And, and then, you know, all of the trans women I know, 
you know, they wear a full face of, of, you know, extremely artfully applied makeup and they have their perfectly teased hair and, or most of the trans women I know. Um, and you know, the trans men that I know, you know, they grow the full beard and they want the, they actually want the male pattern baldness and things like that. And it's, I'm, I'm kind of like, and isn't this just reinforcing the stereotypes that we were supposed to be get, getting Thank rid you. of back <clears throat> in the 70s? Thank you very much. So we can come against little girls going in and getting breasts enhancements. We can say, yes, you know, at 12 years old, no, you don't need to get a nose job, sweetheart. You're beautiful the way you are. No, honey, you're 12. You don't need to be a, a C or D cup. And we say these stereotypes are dangerous for, yeah. for young kids. And yet we, we're putting this on kids at even younger when we say, oh, yes, hello, I'm Disney and I don't want us, I don't want, I don't want the just say gay bill. Oh, no, we just want to reinforce stereotypes to kids, tell them that they are not good enough the way they are. And as we started off talking about uh, man of the year can be a woman and uh, a, a, a an NCAA a swimming champion can be a man displacing the very hard work that women have had to go through to be recognized in sports. I'm a sports reporter, Karen. I went to a, a junior hockey match covering the match, and I've been covering and watching sports and playing sports all my life. And the media guy said, you know, we, we need to talk. I, I, I find your uh, questions showing a bit of uh, hockey naivete. I'm like, really? And, and how different were they from the man's questions? Well, yeah. uh, can you cite something so I could maybe learn and grow? Well, yeah. I uh, no, I'm just a woman. Yeah. I'm just a woman from a major from a major uh, radio station, a station from a major conglomerate. I was doing a great sports show. We're not really comfortable with you doing a sports show. That's how hard it's been for just me. Yeah. To get yeah, into terrible. the sports realm. And then for women to be displaced by men, it, it's it's heart-wrenching. Oh, it is. It is. And, you know, you, you have, I mean, it's not just the testosterone levels. Testosterone levels really, really help men perform um, in the moment. That was my notification. I'm sorry. No um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, it, it helps them. It gives them a huge amount of energy and uh, and drive and uh, it, it projects it projects their intentions towards a goal in a way that women, I don't think women necessarily understand. Um, but, you know, it's not just an in the moment hormone, right? So it, it's, it's a developmental hormone that begins when sexual differentiation begins in the womb, right? And it causes all kinds of changes in the development of the body. And so when you're looking at at things like a larger vis visual cortex, you're looking at a larger brain, most of the excess uh, in terms of brain to body mass, uh, most of the excess being devoted to spatial reasoning and gross and fine motor control. Um, you, you, the difference in not just in how dense your bones are, but how they're configured 
Um, women's elbows and shoulders are completely different from men's. Their hips are completely different from men's. For men, it's all about torque. For women, it's about birthing and then carrying around babies, right? That's what we evolved to be. And, uh, and so, you know, like you're, oh God, greater heart capacity, greater lung capacity, large, higher blood volume, larger, wider blood vessels, higher percent uh, concentration of red blood cells in that already larger blood volume, right? All of those things give those men an advantage and those don't necessarily go away um, when they start taking testosterone blockers and, and taking estrogen. Uh, in fact, estrogen will actually preserve their greater bone density. I mean, even looking at the length of the muscle fibers in every piece of skeletal muscle, in every single muscle, you know, it's made up of these little units and the length of the units in men's muscles is shorter. So they have more of those units per, you know, uh, centimeter of, of muscle tissue. So, I mean, they're, they're just going to have a huge advantage and it's not going to go away just because they stop taking you know, the competition hormone. Oh my God, I'm going to kill this person. <laughs> no worries. No I'm worries. I'm sorry. <laughs> when it comes down to it, if we're not talking about it, uh, most people who are going, this doesn't quite make sense, are outshouted by the people who are pushing this down our throats. And those very people uh, are need to step back in your compassion you are killing people with compassion you're telling people they are not good enough the way they are you're telling people that without drugs without medical um, intervention you are less than and that is not how we were created we were created beautifully and wonderfully and yes imperfect and sometimes we have things that are messed up in our head and there's ways that we don't fit into the norm but that's the that's the real rainbow of humanity the beauty of i am in this body that god gave me and I am the person that I have become inside. And that is just fine. And it's beautiful. And Karen, thank you for being bold. I know people don't like it. I know. And it, you don't seem to care. And I love that about you, too. You got to oh, be. Just, just, just try saying, well, you know, if you have a 12-year-old who's gender dysphoric, um, let him go through puberty because 85% of kids with gender dysphoria grow out of it if you let them go through puberty. Right. So why are we sacrificing all of these kids to this medical intervention when, you know, to, to save the tiny minority, the little bit of extra effort it would take them to pass as the opposite sex and, if and, they continue to suffer. And it may help. Right. It, it may help in the end. Uh, there's so much to this story and I appreciate you taking on what we were able to take on today. Uh, you can find her YouTube channel, girl writes what, and you can find a link at my Michelle live. Karen, thanks for joining me today. More news and views at my Michelle